construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. All right, and here we go with another episode of, yes, the Flagstick Podcast. I am uh, part of your hosting crew, Jeff Botter, and the Flagstick Podcast is brought to you this week by Srixon Golf Balls. Uh, personally been using their Srixon Golf Ball for a, a while now, and I do I do like it. Uh, mix and match between the different styles. I'm not really locked into any one in particular, but if you're looking for a premium urethane option, uh, in the Z-Star series, a quality budget option in the soft feel or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour, Srixon Golf is bound to present an option that will work for your game as it has for mine. For more information, visit srixon.ca. Uh, Scott McLeod, welcome in once again. What the heck is that? My Like, like sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to gradually, for those that can't see, position this uh, this dad husband legend mug right right up to the camera. This oh, today. oh, is that is oh, yeah, what, so, what is yeah, that? I, oh. I don't know. I mean, the dad, the husband, yes, legend in your own mind, maybe. But there you go. <laughs> hey, I didn't buy it. For you myself. had to expect that was coming. I did not buy it for myself, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's okay because if you did buy it for yourself, that would be a whole lot worse. Yeah. But, How you doing, Jeffrey? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, working through working through yet another week of yes, uh, of all things that are flagstick and all things that are life, I guess, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Cuz that happens somewhere in between work, right? Well, you know, we're a couple weeks now before the kids go back to school. Uh, Scary. We're, we're a week before, well, not even a week now for the CP Women's Open. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is coming out uh, with only a few days we're heading into that and obviously that's going to be a big part of our conversation today. So, um you'd think the summer would slow down, but it hasn't. It, it it hasn't at no, all. So. It, it hasn't, and it won't. No. You know, and looking. I'm not really that looking forward. I mean, maybe the kids, in some respect, are looking back to going back to school. I'm not. Like, I really. <laughs> the kids being in school is harder on me than them not being in school. Number one, I have to get up way earlier in the morning. Number two, I have to make lunches every single day. Number three, I have to drive them to school and pick them up. Okay. So it's, they can drive uh, themselves. They can make their own lunches. Well, they can't they can drive themselves, themselves yet. Up. Sorry, <laughs> well, close. One of one of Nolan, my my oldest is G is G one guy. He's doing the yeah. driver's ed. He'll have his G two at some point. But then I'm not so sure that Brandon's going to want to jump in the car with him when he does get his license. So there you go. So we'll see how that goes. But we're we're maybe a year away from that that part of it. Yes, for sure. And yes, they can make their own lunches. But <laughs> you know, it's just uh, to, you love it. Just you 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 say you don't. God but knows what like they'd make it. for themselves if I didn't make their lunches for them, though, man. It'd be, oh, it would be yeah. weird. Cheese Good and point. crackers or something. Good point. All that to say, we have a great show um, this week, as always. I'd like to say, as always, because I think all the shows are great. I'm not biased or anything, but all no, the shows no. are great. Um, obviously, great discussions coming up uh, on the front nine with the. Uh, all things tournament related mm. and news related and so on, because there's still a heck of a lot going on throughout the region and beyond that we like yeah. to talk about. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we're going to do our, in the back down, we're going to do our final preview of the uh, CP Women's Open, which uh, which uh, is happening next week. And uh, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be a very exciting week. Tiring. Um, it's going to be a tiring week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Probably more so for you, and maybe a little bit more so for Joe, depending on how much he he wants this time he wants to spend over there. But I got other things I'm doing that week too, so I will not be on the grounds that much. Uh, but I will be there a fair bit. Uh, Product watch. We're going to take a look at a uh, a golf cart and mm, uh, a it's different a, one. Though. It's a not little just, different. So yeah. you, you know, keep 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 in uh, in tune with the show, the rest of the show to hear about this because it's it's very unique. Uh, very different. Um, and uh, Kevin Hames going to take one hand off his golf club to help with you help you with your golf swing this week in the lesson yeah. T. So <clears throat> all that's coming up on the back nine. But we can't, as always, we can't get to the back nine until we get through the front nine. So let's get to the front nine. Uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a present challenge. Looking for fun golf at a great rate. Save 15% when you prepay and visit Metcalf Golf dot com to book incidentally uh next week on the show we will be following up on the metcalf charity classic which flagstick has been a very big uh sponsor of uh for uh 
almost since the inception of the tournament. So, uh, cause the Metcalf charity classic does uh, get going this week as well. So, um, I think it's actually today. That would it make might, sense. It might be today. It, yes, be today. it is, it's it is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. so as we're recording, they're teeing off across the street awesome. from uh, my studio, um, at Metcalf golf club for the charity classic. So, Beautiful. all right, right off the bat, right off the bat, front nine right off the bot right off right the bod right bot? off the bod um right off the bat front nine uh yes, we're sir. going to uh we're going to announce those winners mm, um contest those that have contest. been tuning in for the last uh three or four weeks yep. uh we have been asking people to subscribe to our youtube channel and you have and Thank we you. appreciate that and for that effort we asked you to uh, leave a comment on one of the videos that you watched uh, saying that you wanted to win free stuff. And who yep. doesn't want to win free stuff? That's insane. Everybody wants to win free stuff. But we did have a fair number of people subscribe, and a, which led to a fair number of entries into the draw. And uh, we randomly chose three people yep. uh, from all those subscriptions. And Scott, drum roll. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we took the uh, all the uh, the names. We basically assigned numbers to them, uh, uh, signed those numbers into a random number generator, and those popped out, and that's how we got the numbers. So if people want to know and how we go about doing that, which obviously we've done with contests before, but obviously it's a blind and fair way to do it. Yeah, we only we only know the numbers, and then we assign them to the names. Uh, all right, why don't we go third place? Third place. So this would be the Zrixon Zrixon golf balls. Golf balls. All right, the winner is Leslie Marshall. There you go. So Leslie, congratulations. We'll uh, we'll reach out and uh, get your information, and uh, we'll we'll go from there as far as uh, getting this sent out to you. And uh, number two, number two, a uh, uh, Cleveland frontline putter. All right, I know this guy actually, uh, well, David Casey. Congratulations, All right, David. congratulations. Yeah, a uh, teacher down at uh, Frontenac Secondary down in Kingston, I believe. So Very nice. Good to see. Very and nice. our top prize winner. Of a Cleveland the, RTX Zipcord wedge. It is Brandon McLean. So congratulations wow. to all our winners. And and thank you to everybody who did subscribe. Yeah, and uh, appreciate it. And and. It won't, uh, your, your subscription will not be for nothing if you didn't win because you get uh, to get all these notifications every time we release a new video or show. So you're all winners, even if you didn't win a prize. But we yeah. will be doing things randomly throughout the course of uh, the of the year um, mm -hmm. that will involve subscribers as well. So right. even if you've already subscribed, there's going to be other contests. Uh, exactly. You know, we do like to, we, we're going to try to keep stuff, stuff like this going all the time. So this is not the one and done contest. Um, everybody that's subscribed, uh, to the channel is going to have an opportunity to win some stuff um, here and there throughout the course of the year. So congratulations to everybody uh, who won and thank you to everybody who subscribed and participated. Stay tuned for more contesting. All right. Awesome. Let's get into some, uh, let's get into some good stuff. Let's get mm. into some, well, that was good stuff, but let's get into yeah. some, some <laughs> tournament stuff. Um, the Ottawa Pro Lady. Yes. Yeah. The Ottawa Pro, Pro Lady. Yeah, which is a, a fun event. It's a, a pro-am uh, held on the flagstick.com uh, PGA of Ottawa tour. And uh, it's hosted by Lock March annually, uh, sponsored by Swing Control and has some uh, other subs subsidiary sponsorship uh, by Gavin Corbea at Titleist as well. And uh, the goal here is for the pros to bring out uh, a team of ladies from their club uh, and play in this pro-am format. And for the first time, we actually have had a team win with a female head professional, a female professional leading the team, which was great to see. Nice. And that was uh, Sarah Landry, uh, who's new to the region at the uh, River Mead Golf Club. Uh, and she won with a team of Natalie Bourgeois, uh, Laura McCutcheon, and Wanda Pilon. They shot uh, 14 under 58 wow. uh, to win the title. And just got past uh, the Highlands team of Chantel Belly, Brenda Pilon, uh, Maggie Sardellis, and Mark Lacombe by a Mark, Mark Lacombe. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So nice win. Congratulations to them. And I hear it was a great day. And uh, Danielle was a fabulous host out there. So um, yeah, that's a good event. Probably would like to play in that one sometime. She does an awesome job. I mean, the whole team at Lock March does a great job. And I mean, that, that golf course is built for events. The clubhouse is built for events. And the team that she's assembled, uh, which includes herself, yeah. are built to run events the, the right way from start to finish. And, uh, you know, congrats to to them for for uh, being able to host that event and, and do the kind of job. I know um, Joe's wife, Paula, I think, was out there uh, assisting mm-hmm. uh, with the tournament as a volunteer. So, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, Paula's awesome when it comes to events. Yeah, too, so she'll she be part of right our... in with the Lock March crew. She, she does. She'll be part of our team next week as well at CP Women's Open, helping out, running around, doing some different things for us. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that. Cool, cool. Okay, Um Something that happens throughout uh, has always happened throughout this region, and 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 it's it's across the province, it's across the country. But there's all these little pockets of team events that uh, mm-hmm. that happen um, in our region. You know, we have things like the Gordon Cup, and we have the the St. Lawrence uh, um, uh, the St. Lawrence event that uh, takes place yep. with the, the Border Cup, and yep. you know all these little cups and stuff that are going on. Well. Uh, the Blakely Cup is another one that uh, that takes place uh, annually and it has been for you know for quite some time and mm-hmm. uh, it involves uh, it involves some valley courses. Um, yeah, it's juniors, juniors from up yeah. in the in the valley and uh, the Upper Ottawa Valley, and uh, basically it has two formats. They have a uh, it's a, t- a two person scramble. They have a a nine hole fun format and then they have a competitive format and the uh, the teams from each club. Uh, usually field a team of about 12 players and uh, they compete and uh, it's a fun way for the juniors to get involved with that inter-club competition that has such a rich history as you mentioned events like the Gordon Cup and so forth some of these go back 100 years Um, and uh, the Renfrew Golf Club hosted on August 10th this year and they managed to use the uh, home course advantage to to get the win Uh, I believe they beat out the team from Pembroke uh, by about 13 strokes, I think. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to them. And again, like, like I said, it's just nice to see a, um, uh, you know, these competitive events, especially with the young golfers and getting involved and have to thank uh, general manager, uh, Greg Bernie for getting us the information for, for that one as well. And, and, uh, providing some photos as well. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, and, and that's, uh, like I said, that's, that's one of many, um, you know, little team, uh, club team events that take place, especially in the upper valley. There's a, there's a number of different ones. Yeah, there's a Long Prey Cup. There's a Fraser Cup, uh, O'Brien Cup. Yeah, it's lots it's, of tradition. Almost seems endless, but yeah, they are they are great inter club competitions. Lots of tradition in the upper valley with uh, with those types of team events. I mean, there are across the board too, but there's a there is really a ton of, of mm-hmm. tradition events uh, up in the upper valley. Okay, the OVGA um, you know recently held the Masters, the OVGA yep. Masters, um, and uh, which I guess was formerly known as the, as a mid amateur, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a while ago. Familiar names always seem to pop up, you know, when we're when we're covering events and and uh, and seeing winners. There's always new winners in here, but especially it with the um, I'm going to call them the older guys. Mm. Uh, you know, not sorry to the, but it's the older guys. You see a lot of the familiar names pop up, and the the winner of this year's Masters is by far one of the one of the more familiar names when it comes to golf throughout the uh, national capital region that's dwight reinhardt yeah and obviously uh some people would know dwight uh when he was a club professional uh won a couple of uh, zone championships uh got as high as playing events on what was then the nike tour which um you know the corn Ferry tour university player eventually got his amateur status back and uh he's excelled at an amateur level and he added another trophy i believe this is his eighth uh obga (laughs) title of any kind this is his uh third master's title that he won and uh he's just uh, over the age of 50 now but he's still mixing it up with the slightly younger but over 40 uh players (laughs) players in the master's category shot four under 68 at uh, upper canada uh all i heard from uh, a lot of people that played in this event was how good of shape upper canada was in so uh you know that's great to hear 
uh, obviously a solid, solid golf course has previously hosted PGA tour Canada there as well. Uh, but great playing, uh, by Dwight, um, you know, not the easiest golf course for sure. Anybody no. who, uh, has been down there, Especially and, that uh, back nine, that back nine will certainly intimidate you. And if you can't hit the golf ball straight, you, you might uh, get a little ner- nervous, yeah, especially sure, when but... you get back against the, uh, get back against the, uh, the river on the river, back side yeah. there, where you've got to play those, uh, three or four holes right, right down and across oh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's no fun at all. Yeah, well, it so, is fun, but it's it is not it, if you're it, hitting it crooked. It's, yeah, it, it, it's fun, but you know when a when a scorecard's on the line and and a uh, trophy is on the line, it's certainly a little tougher circumstance. Yeah, so no uh, good win there, good win there by Dwight. Nice, congratulations, Dwight. Um, the Canada Cup. Yeah, um, we had some very notable names um participating and some very uh, good finishes by some of those notable names. So I, uh, fill us in a little bit more about that yeah the canada cup has basically become one of the uh the largest pro events in canada that's not affiliated uh, directly or run by a particular tour um basically uh, golf quebec uh, helps operate it now with the city of victoriaville in, in quebec uh and then they provide exemptions for a number of smaller tours great lakes tour uh, east coast pro tour etc etc toronto players tour uh so what you see here is there's a gap in the schedule for the week uh, for the PGA Tour Canada. They're now off to Manitoba this week, but uh, they went from Montreal, had a gap going to Manitoba. In Within that gap, a lot of the players played in this Canada Cup event. And, uh, you know, Jake Scott uh, from Ohio uh, ended up 24 under par. At one point, he got to 27 under par, uh, was as I said, he was doing filthy things to this golf course. It really was, <laughs> was tearing apart. Um, but a lot of great names there and great competition. And what's nice as well is that there's spots in it uh, for club professionals as well. So we see some from the PGA of Ottawa that go down. Uh, Dan McNeely, uh, Lee Curry, I think Dave McDonald was down there. I'm not, there's a, f- a few that are down there. Uh, Lee Curry has won this before. Lee Curry was the teaching professional at Camelot. Uh, he won it a few years ago. He finished T14 this year. Uh, not a touring pro now, but obviously just coming off winning a, another zone championship. Still has a high quality of play. And then uh, the low finisher from Eastern Ontario, uh, who's a PGA Tour Canada member. We mentioned him before, Noah Steele. He finished tied for fifth uh, down to the event. So some nice representation from, from Eastern Ontario. Um, but yeah, definitely the field is deep in that one. And, and that, uh, that that's tough waters to navigate if you're going in there as one of the amateur participants, which there are some amateurs in there as well. I think the, I think the low finisher for the amateur was kind of in the forties or the fifties range as far as getting, yeah. yeah, for placing for that one. So a uh, good win by Jake Scott. Cool. Awesome. And, and uh, nice job, uh, Noah and Lee, uh, yeah, for, for, sure. uh, for their finishes in there as well. It's good to see Noah's, uh, um, you know, this is the path that he's, he's obviously decided to take, uh, you know, post, uh, post college university mm-hmm. and yeah, um, it's a former two-time flagstick open champion. Yeah. Never to be, well, I want to say never to be again, you know, when he turns 50, maybe he'll come back <laughs> and get amateur status back and play the flagstick open again. Of course, if he turns 50, I'm probably not going to be around to see him play in a flagstick open if there is there one. So, yeah. Um, now the OVGA obviously launched the hall of fame uh mm-hmm. and uh they've been doing sort of a um uh ceremonies or inductions throughout the course of the year as opposed to having one big huge induction ceremony party dinner yeah. and everything they've been doing uh little snippets here and there and the most recent one uh that took place was uh the induction of mary drummy mm-hmm. uh, into the ovj hall of fame and um you know obviously the people that are being inducted, I mean, it's, it's, it's so important that we learn a little bit more about them uh, when we mention their inductions, because it's one thing to say, Oh, you know, so-and-so has been inducted into the, into the OVJ hall of fame. Right. But what does that really mean? And Mary's uh, her, her history, her background, Mm -hmm. her qualifications, if you even want to call them that are, are pretty, pretty deep and pretty intense. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, uh, that ceremony took place at the Canada Golf Club, which was one of the facilities she was affiliated with, uh, Irish Hills as well, during her her career. Um, 
basically uh that took place on august 11th she unfortunately passed away a few years ago so uh you know her her induction was um the ceremony was attended by her daughter and her son they accepted on her behalf but uh the big thing is that she went in in the builder category um which you know a lot of people think about hall of fames and they always think about the players they mm -hmm. think about the players that go out and you know no disrespect to the players it obviously takes a lot of skill to be able to you know, win enough tournaments to be recognized at a Hall of Fame level. But if you consider that, you know, you get might get a player that's won, you know, four or five significant events, that's maybe four weeks or five weeks. Mm -hmm. um, builders are different. These are people that are the administrators. They're involved in the game for their whole careers and doing things for years and years and years that support the game and help it. And, and Mary basically uh, went from, you know, working at the district level here in Ottawa, working her way up to be the president in Quebec, as far as the uh, CLGA, the Quebec branch, uh, and then all the way up to being the national president as well. So um, kind of very unprecedented, but, you know, her whole life was about, you know, making golf better for other people, whether that was the World Amateur Golf Council, whether that's, you know, um, you know, attending golf administrator meetings, it was, you know, doing everything she could to make the game better for other people. And, you know, I think that's why she was so respected and also as well, why she's obviously recognized for this Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's the perfect person to be inducted in. And it's a good point that you're making there, Scott, with respect to the category that she was inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame under, um, because it is, it, it, it does get lost as to the, the, the number of years and the time and the energy that goes into helping grow the game. And we talk mm -hmm. about that all the time. We talk about growing the game and what are yeah. you doing to grow the game about really growing the game not yes. just saying it. it's it's yeah. not growing the game does not mean you know oh you know i'm going to put on you know 10 or 15 amateur golf events and and uh and after i run those golf events and and uh, make a little bit of money here i'm going to call that growing the game that's mm. that's growing a business mm -hmm. um that's partly growing the game by you know providing participation but it's what people like like mary have done and and <clears throat> and others like her mm -hmm. um that have put volunteer time and energy into seeing programs developed and carried out that truly do get people involved in golf that may not have been or get people more involved in golf that may not have been or keep people involved in golf that might be right. thinking about not staying involved in it that's how you grow the game yeah um so i mean and the same thing with your yourself again you know you you have recently been um you know selected the lauren rubenstein uh, you know, award winner for it's a media award uh, mm -hmm. connected to the Ontario Golf Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, that's a category that that this is what you've done uh, mm -hmm. for the better part of your your life is yeah. is this kind of thing. So it's all that's that's the kind of people that that fit into Hall of Fames really well, along with those that have made contributions in you know personal uh, uh individual contributions in performance because that's the path that they chose and they right. deserve to yep. be there as well sure. so yep. um so again uh congratulations uh uh you know to to mary drummy the drummy family um yep. for that induction it, it's it's awesome to see and i'm i'm glad to see that that's taken place yeah for sure well scott uh, yes. One more thing uh, yep. before we, because uh, we do have to slip out for a quick break. But one more thing, um, Smugglers Glen hosting a big, uh, a big event uh, coming up too. Yeah, next week the uh, just so happens, unfortunately, it, it does coincide uh, with the CP happening. So uh, might not be down there as much to give this as much coverage, but we'll certainly do our best. Uh, they are hosting the Golf Ontario U17 Championship. That's boys and girls. Uh, at Smuggler's Glen. That's going to be on the 23rd to the 25th. Uh, I've already been talking to a fair number of coaches, administrators, a lot of not familiar with this golf course. Uh, and for them, hosting a, a Golf Ontario Championship is, is fabulous. Uh, I know Jason and the team down there, the SEAL family, they have the golf course in fa fabulous shape. Um, I think this will bring a lot of attention to the golf course that it hasn't gotten before. And I know already, you know, the number of people that have been 
reaching out that have maybe looked at, uh, you know, overhead photography or drone photography or whatever this golf course, they're like, wow, okay. And obviously we know from hosting tournaments there in the past, uh, how fun this golf course is. Um, It's definitely going to be a challenge for the younger kids, for the, for the U 17s. But uh, I think we'd see some, we're going to see some great performances there. And uh, um, you know, thanks to, to clubs like Smugglers Glen for, for hosting these provincial championships. Yeah, exactly. All right, Scotty Mac, uh, we're going to we're going to get out for uh, for a quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to head out to the Lesson T with Kevin Haim and we're going to uh, we're going to take a look at this funky golf cart that's really mm. cool. And we're going to talk a little CP Women's Open. Well, we're probably going to talk a lot of CP lot, Women's yeah. Open, so not a little, uh, but we do have to get out and take a break. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. With Z-Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide. Only from Strixon. Okay. And we're back here on the Flagstick Podcast uh, with myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. And we are... uh, we're not holding back. We're heading out to the lesson tee, uh, as we always do at this time during the podcast, to make sure that uh, we do what we can to help you out with your golf game. And um, Kevin Haim is, uh, he's going to take a hand off his club to help you with your swing motion on the lesson tee. That's cryptic. This week. I know it is it is kind of cryptic, but but that's what we do here on the Flagstick Podcast is we do we do try to send out some riddles every once in a while. But no, seriously. Um this week Kevin's going to uh he's going to show you a little bit of how to improve your swing motion with only having one arm on your club. So uh the lesson he obviously is brought to you by the Kevin Haim Golf School. Uh whether it's the um you're looking for private lessons or a better short game, or maybe even some putting help or a club fitting. Visit KevinHame.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. So let's head out to the lesson team and see what Kevin's got to say. Check this out. Time for a quick tip, golfers. There's a good drill for you. Swing the club with just one arm on the club. Why is this a good drill? Well, it does a few things for me. First of all, it teaches me rhythm and understanding where the club head is. It'll probably improve my path too. It's a very natural thing to do. Number two, as I swing with one arm on the club, I'll tend to stay centered. It's very rare to watch someone trying to swing with one arm moving around. So I'll tend to stay centered, let the club swing around me. And number three, if you manipulate with hands and wrists, this will completely eliminate all of that because you're really not strong enough to do that and still hit a ball. Now you can do this on the practice tee or you can do it even at home without a golf ball. Back and through, back and through. It'll give you rhythm, stability and help you find the proper path okay well now it makes a whole lot more sense <laughs> it does <laughs> so yeah, we, that we throw that out there we tease <clears throat> you we bring you in say hey look this is gonna take one club but one hand off the club and fix your swing well it's not no. quite that simple but no it's it's a, it's a good drill though and mm-hmm. uh you know i love that for a lot of different aspects of the swing and obviously you know as kevin lays out there from a rhythm perspective a stability perspective um unfortunately we get the club in our hands especially two hands we try to do a lot with it we try to manipulate <laughs> it we try to do all sorts of different things and when we sort of get uh, reduced down to the one there and all of a sudden we realize we have to move a little bit differently. It, it certainly uh, gives you some insight uh, on your, uh, your game. And you'll see that as well on the, on the tour. You'll see that out on uh, the tour. You'll see players chipping, pitching, doing some drills with one hands just to get certain feels in there uh, to provide certain things with their swing. But uh, yeah, it's not something a lot of people would do without uh, some prompting. Uh, and it's good for Kevin there to explain kind of what are, what are the elements that it actually does help. Yeah, and it's, it would be a good thing. Just let me note uh, that uh, it's a good idea if you're practicing that for the very first time. You know, maybe do it at a driving range that has the dividers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a good chance that the first time you do it, you you might uh, you might send a hosel rocket to the guy next to you there. Yeah, so I like how Kevin just nonchalantly steps up at the beginning of the tip with his hand stuck in his pocket and and just. Yeah. 
you know, hits a hits a perfect little nicely clipped wedge shot out into the driving range. So yeah, nice I definitely job, re- Kevin. <laughs> definitely recommend doing it with a uh, wedge or a shorter iron. Probably not yeah. the long, probably not the longer iron. Probably not a wood. For you sure. want to whip out a three iron or a two iron uh, no. and try to one hand that thing with uh, your hand no. in your pocket. Not all right, all. great tip as always from Kevin Hame, and uh, uh, no Jake came this week, but that's okay. Um, great tip as always, and uh, we look forward to what Kevin uh, or Jake bring to the uh, lesson team next week. For sure. Um, okay, on to the back nine presented by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your golf game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulators uh, built to your specs and to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. Um, all right, CP Women's Open is coming up next week. And yeah. uh, things are going to get rocking really, really quick. And things are going to happen. Days are going to be long, but they are going to blur by like no tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but, it's our Super Bowl. Uh, it is. It is very much our Super Bowl. It's, uh, you know the media should be out in full force the spectators will be out in full force there's yep. no doubt about that oh ticket sales are through the roof <clears throat> there will be uh there will be a, a large um contingent of spectators cheering for some girl from smith falls and <laughs> i least. guess she's i guess she's a kind of a, a kind of a big deal i don't know she's, she's pretty good yeah i mean if you go to the brooke henderson <laughs> section on the flagstick.com which we do yes, have a, we do have we do have an area that's dedicated to stories that we've done over the years that included brook or on brook particularly i know there's over 600 stories in that so that's how long we've been covering brooke uh britney her sister as well um so yeah if people want to use that as a resource and i know this week <laughs> Uh, or this week coming up that's gonna, gonna have, grow a little bit <laughs> it's going to grow and we're also uh we we end up as sort of the de facto um you know fact checker for a number of things uh, mm-hmm. obviously we're fortunate to cover for that long time uh chris stevenson who's joining us next week to to do some coverage as well has obviously been doing uh, a lot of stories on brooke throughout her entire career so we'll be answering a lot of questions from a lot of other media about more local type things, things that they won't find in the LPGA fact book, but that's perfectly fine. Exactly. We are, we are good with that. Exactly. No, that's perfect. Okay. So we're going to dive into a little bit of a, a little bit of the CP women's open, a lot yeah. of bit of the CP women's open, just as a, the last sort of preview to the CP women's open. Technically, we may actually be broadcasting another podcast before they actually tee off on next Thursday for the first round. So we may have one yeah. more little show, depending on yeah. how things go. And then again, we might not have. Yeah, we'll have to see how the week goes. But yeah, we've got dive. a lot. Yeah, we've got a lot of things planned. Um, yeah. You know, we can talk about that a little bit as as we go here. But uh, certainly, as far as coverage, you know, if you if you stick to the website and and keep referring back to flagstick.com, we'll have updates, uh, tech stories every day. We have audio stuff that we'll be adding in there. Uh, who knows what we'll have from a video standpoint, um, photos as well. So it is a busy week. We have a lot planned. And, and certainly if you want coverage from a, a, a more local angle, a more personal angle, um, and, and things that you wouldn't expect. Um, you know, in the past here, we've obviously covered a number of these. And we'll get into the history of uh, this event in Ottawa. Um, you know, we, we paid uh, attention to things like, uh, you know, the grounds crew. Uh, the volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Dan Pino from Golf Canada still talks about a uh, a story that Joe did on you know Eric Ruse's dog, you know the the superintendent's dog. Um, we're going to take uh, you know a bigger look at this uh, next week more than you know you would expect to see. Not just the gamer headlines of who's winning. There's a lot more to it. This is such a huge event uh, for Ottawa. Uh, for Canada, really, to you know, yes. Canada's only LPGA event, uh, and I say Super Bowl. Super Bowl happens every year. For us in Ottawa, uh, we only get it. We've we've you know, it's been five years since it was here. Yeah. You have to understand it. This has not taken place since 2019. Um, yeah. You know, due to the due to COVID 19, and you know, for those that attended the RBC Canadian Open, they know what a big deal it was there uh, to come back. The the record numbers of people that were watching uh, in person and on TV. 
um, you know, and I expect just as just as much of uh, fanfare for this one as well. Oh, I think it's going to be insane. I mean, I remember I remember the last time it was here. I remember spending a lot of time at the golf course, uh, um, you know, following uh, the players and uh, and seeing the crowds. And I think this is going to be bigger. Uh, I think it's going to be a bigger deal. I think it's yeah. going to be bigger crowds. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be just an unreal atmosphere for anybody that goes to watch it. For the players to just be playing with that surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is major. I mean, I know that the the CP Women's Open is not a a major on the you know because obviously right. we have the five it major was, winners or yeah, but previously it, you know, it was. But but it is. Um, it is a major, I mean, this is, you know, it's our national open, Mm -hmm. um, for, for women's golf and, uh, and, and our only stop on the LPGA tour. And this is going to be an absolute, just, it's going to be a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a, you know, it it set attendance records last time. Um, I think it was over 77,000 that were there. Correct me if I'm wrong for that number. I'm sure it might be a little bit off. I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> I, I, I look back at uh, some of the stories and things from it. You know, one of the biggest things that happened that week, and, you know, I remember it vividly just because I happened to be caddying that week, uh, you know, for Gracie Tremaine, an mm-hmm. amateur from Ottawa. And it was on the national team. And, you know, talking to the players, um, they were excited because it had such a vibe. Uh, Mm -hmm. because of the spectators, because of the energy that was out there. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of pro events out there that, you know, the crowds are sparse, um, you know, and it, there's just not, it just doesn't feel the same. It just feels like, oh, we're just out for a casual round and, you know, there might be a few people watching a group. And it it wasn't just Brooke. I mean, obviously with Brooke, you know, players or the spectators were eight deep on both sides Mm -hmm. uh, for this. And a lot of people were out to watch her specifically. Um, But that carried through to the rest of the field and they got the advantage of that and they loved the energy of that. Uh, I can remember talking to Christy Kerr and she was just like, wow, this is, you know, this is fabulous. And I mean, she was a, you know, a veteran player Mm -hmm. and she just, said this is this is amazing and she loves you know coming to Canada and love this turnout and I think the players know how much Canadians appreciate golf and then you know top that with the fact that you know Brooke being for, from 45 minutes away being an honorary member at the Ottawa Hunt it just added a little something to it but you know going all the way back for the uh you know the region of when this was first hosted here uh, 1994 uh, when Martha Nowsey won at the Ottawa Hunt Club, uh, I was not at that one. Uh, but Chris Stevenson, who was you know on our coverage team this week, he was there. So we'll have to take this into account. This is the fifth time it has uh, come to the region, mm-hmm. and our team uh, collectively has been at every single event, every single one of those yeah. times in 1994, 2000, 2008, uh, 2017, and now obviously this year 2022. Um, so there's some context there of knowing and understanding, you know, what those events were like and, and how they were. And you can see how it's grown over the years. Uh, my first one in the national cap region was the one at Royal Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a specific conversation. We had the uh, Lori Kane on here a couple of weeks ago and, and talking to her about that one. And, you know, it was her and Anna Consoris him who were kind of in the mix. And that was the big group on the final day. And they ended up, uh, you know, both sort of collapsing a little bit. Uh, and, and not winning that one, but um, it was hot. You know, the club was a great host, and you could see kind of what the potential was. It was a that was a year where you could see, you know, there were still so many good players that were there, and and the fans were, you know, embracing it. And we knew how strong, and we know how strong golf is in, in the Ottawa area. Then two thousand and eight, you know, Catherine Kirk. It was, yeah. uh, you know, Catherine, then Catherine Hall won that again, ramped up again. Mm-hmm. Um, the difficulty with that one is, again, we didn't have a local player to cheer. We had Canadians to cheer for. We had yeah. Canadians that were exempt. It makes uh, a big difference when, when you add the element of Canadian, but then right. you add the element of local. Local, yeah. And the yeah. closest thing that we had to local kind of in 08, beyond, you know, local exempt players and stuff like that, was Monami LeBlanc, yeah. who at that time was an amateur, had just won the Quebec amateur at Camelot. 
And I can remember her playing with Sandra Gall and uh, Michelle Wee. And here was like the tallest threesome you'd ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And, you know, again. But that was, was a lot. It would have been a lot to ask of her to mm. put that kind of pressure on her at right. that time as an amateur to oh, be the sure. to yeah. be the big local hero. Right. Great if and, she had done it. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it was and more then, survival mode. <laughs> and then comes 2017. Yes. Brooke has already won a major. She's already been a winner on tour. You know, she is the rising superstar in the game. Uh, as people know by now, the the story of her having to, you know, birdie her last hole to make the cut, which really, it flipped the tournament on its head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then for been, her to do what she did on Saturday. Yeah, and... it would have been a totally different tournament if she hadn't have made that cut. And, and people knew from the, you know, Golf Canada standpoint, LPGA standpoint, TV standpoint, LPGA tour, they knew a lot of the tournament and its interest, especially on the weekend, was riding on her shoulders. Uh, and then, as you said, you know, turns around, she 63 on saturday works her way up there obviously you know very difficult to to go from just making the cut to winning but she gave it her best shot you know t12 uh, and going in there then turns around wins it in 2018 not here but now that she's sort of taken that pressure off herself a little bit it's going to be really interesting to see her come back here yeah in 2022 she's riding high Yeah, you know, she's playing really well. Right. She's got two wins under her belt. She's done it before. So that Mm -hmm. pressure of winning in Canada is sort of relieved a little bit. She still wants to win. She still wants to win another one. And obviously she wants to win one close to home when more of her family members and, and, uh, you know, friends can be there, unlike, you know, winning in Regina. Uh, So there is definitely a certain pressure, but uh, it just ramps it up even more. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we have to temper our excitement as journalists. (laughs) Um, But knowing what it's going to be like for the fans and talk to so many fans in the last little while of people of, hey, I'm going up for this day and this day. And uh, where where should I go? I know I've gotten that. I got that a lot too. It's like, where should I, you know, I want to go. Is there a specific hole? that that really good good viewing from yeah i could see a lot and yeah exactly yeah yeah which is fun and we've got the element of the rink uh we've got some other things that are going to get announced uh in the next day or so which unfortunately can't really talk about because i'm under embargo as far as activations and things that are happening on uh on site um so there's going to be some really cool viewing experiences and i think anybody that goes i mean i know people that are if they go for one only one day, they're probably going to regret it and go, oh, maybe we should stay over and watch some yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and I'm, ex- I'm expecting big crowds on uh, the Thursday, Friday, um, just because everybody wants to see the depth of this field, which mm-hmm. is a, a huge uh, thing here as far as when we start to look at, you know, who is coming to this tournament. It's, it's, it's pretty extraordinary to have, number one, to have all five current major winners mm-hmm. attending an, a non-major. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, like yeah. I mean, I realize if all five were attending, um, you know, a major, somebody wouldn't have won one yet. But, sure. um, but to have all five major winners in the same calendar year attending a championship like this, that's huge because that generally does bring the rest of the top players right. with it. Because, exactly. and then now you get into that whole, okay, it's not a major, but it is because you know, all of the best players are Mm -hmm. there. This is a strong, strong field uh, for a golf tournament. Um, The players want to be there because of that. And they Mm want to be there. They're there. They're there supporting Brooke too. Like they, and, 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 you know, getting her the opportunity to showcase. And you're right. Yeah. You know, showcase her. She's a bit, she's a big deal to the rest of the players on the, on the LPGA tour as well. She's, she's well liked. So, Mm -hmm. They, she wants the opportunity to show off her club, yeah. her city, yeah. you know, her area, and uh, it's so that's why this is such a such a huge huge deal. And uh, man, it's going to be a fun week. <laughs> yeah, uh, eighty two of the top one hundred players on the uh, the current race of the CME standings, which is amazing. I mean, um, you know, it, it starts with uh, you know Jin Young Ko. Um, you know, obviously, you know, one in she's the defending champion from 2019, current number one in the world, and, and works its way down. You've got, you know, Minji Lee, Inji Chung, Kup Cho, Lydia Ko, 
Um, you know, Ashley Buhai, who just won in, in uh, Britain, mm-hmm. Sahara Yoka, Nelly Corda, Jessica Corda. Uh, you know, it's neat to see the quarters coming. That's again, that's a big element. They'll be yeah. coming off uh, playing in Spain. Uh, Hannah Green, which mm-hmm. would be neat. The Aussie, obviously a major winner, has a Canadian caddy. Uh, which is an element that's neat. Nate Blasco, who caddies for her, uh, who's played in our some of our tournaments yep. over the years. Um, mm-hmm. Nate, the last time that the tournament was here in 2017, uh, was just getting started as a caddy. And uh, I can remember him, uh, Ryan DeVoe, who uh, obviously went on to caddy for Mel Reed, is now caddying on the PGA Tour, um, uh, and a few other guys. They were just getting started, getting their bags. Yeah, started, I know. Whatever. So now he's on the bag for for Hannah Green, so that'll be big. Uh, Anna Nordquist, Danielle Kang is back, which obviously, you know, she uh, stepped away from the game to deal with some health issues uh, earlier this year, but she's making her return to the tour here and in Canada. And I think partly that is too, um, to do with Brooke. Um, you know, they're good friends. They've they've competed head to head in a number of events. And, uh, you know, that, that just means the quality of the field is, is so great. And, you know, continually the players are received so well. Yeah. That's what they talk about you know, inside the ropes. And I can tell you that, you know, on that driving range, you know, a lot of those players are sitting there looking back at the fence line at the spectators there and they're boggled. They're like, wow, this is, this is really cool. This is what they played for their whole careers. Yeah. Um, is that kind of energy. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the people of Canada and the people of Ottawa are going to bring that uh, and, you know, Golf Canada is excited too. They, they know what a strong market Ottawa is. Um, they know how well this will be supported and uh, it, it's going to be fabulous that way. And we're going to have a lot of Canadians in there as well. So, um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, more than a dozen of them that are going to be playing uh, a number of the national team manager uh, members, uh, junior team members, the stalwarts, obviously Lori Kane going to be playing her 30th and last one. Uh, Elena Sharp is in the field, Vladimir LeBlanc. And then, uh, you know, players like Maddie Zarek, Rebecca Lee Bentham. Um, it's just going to be fun. There'll be a lot yeah. of Canadian flags, a lot of Canadian energy, and, and uh, that adds a lot to the game. I'm really curious, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Brooke is the is the the highlight. Um, of course. Of, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really curious to see um, how uh, Madame LeBlanc uh, mm-hmm. fares this year, yeah. being that she's, you know, she's playing much better golf she's yeah. she's been sort of in in you know in contention you know um a number of times a yeah, number of sure. times here and yeah. so it'd be i'm curious to see now that she's sort of coming back home right uh, yeah. to canada to play you know how she plays with that kind of energy and that kind of support because there will be a lot of support for her as well definitely um, yeah so definitely. i'm curious to see that's that's sort of one of my uh I'm gonna say dark horses because it's not sure. really a dark horse, but, but, but it's, it's one, one that you're gonna eye openers. Like I, yeah. I'm gonna be watching to see how she does. Um, I'm expecting that she will do well. I'm just curious to see how well she does do. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right, and she's got that experience of uh, 08 behind her. You know, she uh, you know obviously she can, even though it was a while ago, she can certainly recall that and and call back on that. Um, you know, she's a different player than she was back then. She's a lot more mature. And, uh, you know, she's got different tools and different skills and a different level of confidence of being a player on the LPGA tour, um, that has contended and knows mm-hmm. that she can contend. Um, so you're right. That's definitely an angle to keep an eye on. Now, despite all of the, um, the issues, the storm issues, um, yes. that occurred and, and, you know, you and I, we played the, uh, we played the media event there a while back Yep. and, um, as we commented to uh, commented on the podcasting following that media event, um, having played there a number of times and, and being very familiar with the golf course, it was not as noticeable uh, that there was a lot of tree damage, that there were a lot of trees gone and stuff. You know, so I don't think that I really don't think that from a spectator's point of view that anybody's really going to notice a whole lot of difference. And I really don't think for the players that. You know, it's been a while since they've played there. Mm-hmm. And for those that haven't played there, I mean, obviously they're not going to see. I just think they've done such an amazing job of cleaning it all up. Yeah. I really don't think that that people are going to see that big of a difference, other than if you look up and you see some of the tops of the the big pines and stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh, cut, cut off uh, yeah. or, you know, 
blown off. Um, But I don't think they're going to see there's 1100 trees that they lost in that storm. And I just don't, I don't see 1100 because, because there's a hundred thousand trees on the property. (laughs) I don't think that 1100 (laughs) trees are are making a dent in it, but it just doesn't really look like there's been that much damage, even though there has been. No, and I think the golf course is more mature as well. We have to remember when, uh, you know, when it was held here in 2017, the, the major renovation by Michael Hurds and it had only taken place a few years prior to that. Um, yeah. It takes a while to get a golf course, um, you know, up to the standard that you want it after renovation when you're creating mm-hmm. new holes, new practice facilities. Um, it takes a while for that turf to mature. And anybody that has seen the progression in the last number of years will note that. Uh, and then that it, it has become a world-class golf course for when you go in and you play it as far as the conditioning. Uh, even the look of it, uh, if you look at like some of the bunkers and the brows that they have with the long grass around the yeah. edges of the bunkers, it has a whole different look. And uh, it's been a good summer as well. Um, you know, we're later in the year here, not by much compared to when it was in 2017. It's kind of about mm-hmm. a week and a bit later. Um, but it was a wetter summer that year. And I can remember specifically, I still have videos on my phone of hail from that week, mm-hmm. uh, rain, rainstorms, different things. Uh, it's been a little bit drier. We've had some few storms and stuff come through, but uh, I know it's in amazing shape. And, you know, this is a golf course as well. That's a little bit more resistant to scoring than some of the other golf courses that, mm-hmm. you know, Very the tournament. So. Yeah. So if you, if you look at the last number of years, generally the scoring will be, you know, below 20 under par to yeah. win this tournament um <clears throat> record was set you know i think at magna um you know but you don't see that here the average has been 11 under par yeah um, which is great in the in the three times here so it it shows it's more of a major type test and and i can recall that mo martin specifically having a discussion with her um she was referring in 2017 she was referring to this tournament and and you know the greens i believe were 12 7 on Mm -hmm. on the last day um the rough was up around the edges of the greens and she said you know this is just as strong a test as the u.s open and she said that specifically that year and and you know she's she's not a person that's going to be you know a lot of prone to hyperbole uh she's not and you know she excelled fairly well that year just because you hit it really straight um but yeah it's a good test that way so as a result of it you know those top players in the world will have a chance to really shine and the ones that have the most complete skills are are going to kind of excel and work their way up there so what that means is that chances are it's going to be a scoreboard that you know has the highest and most skilled players at the top of the leaderboard yeah and i think that that goes to that that uh, kind of goes to what Brooke, what Brooke did um, on the Saturday um, right. in uh, in in 2017. Um, that is why a score like that can can move you so far on the leaderboard right. because exactly. if everybody on a, if a golf course is yielding a lot of birdies and everybody can shoot mm-hmm. 64, 65, 62, right. 63, whatever. Yeah. Um, then you fire a 63 and seven other people do it too that are mm-hmm. above you and you move nowhere. Right. But if you do it on a golf course that's not giving up 63s and 64s, that's only giving up 67s and 68s and six and maybe 66s here and there, yeah. then you're going to move a chunk when you shoot that score because that becomes an extraordinary score, not, not just – uh, another blip of, in, of right. eight to 10 people. So yeah. that's what I love about this golf course is the greens are really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comp, the green complexes I'll say are really tough. The fairways have a lot of movement in them. So mm-hmm. your ball can roll. If it gets dry, your ball can roll to places in the fairway and areas of the fairway that are not like, not really nice spots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not perfectly flat fairways and, and greens that just have bunkers set into the ground. It's like everything, the green complexes are really kind of elevated and the yeah. greens, the, the fairways slope up to them and the fairways right. have a lot of tilt yeah. and turn to them. So you've got to hit your ball in the fairway into the right spots to give yourself the best approach shot into the green. Definitely. And you have to miss the greens in the right spots. Because mm-hmm. if you miss the greens in the wrong spots, stopping the ball going down some of these slopes when they're running 12 12 and a half i yeah. mean 
really forget it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a big week for players to study the golf course. Uh, we saw that in, in 2017, uh, just in the practice rounds. A lot of times you'll see an event, a player might come in late and they'll try to squeeze in nine or they'll just let their caddy to sort of walk the golf course and they'll play it by the numbers. This is not the case. It, it is like a major. Mm -hmm. uh, players will want to be in here quickly. I expect some players to be in early uh, mm -hmm. this weekend, getting some extra rounds in. Um, just getting a feel for the golf course and really charting it out, doing a lot of work to, to make sure that they're prepared for it, um, which you know you might not see on the average week-to-week -week golf course uh, on the LPJ Tour. Ones where, as you said, you miss the green, it just leaves a standard chip shot. Well, in this one, if you go down there and play like, you know, the second hole and you miss that green, you know, you've got to decide where you're going to, you know, chip it up to just to have the next best putt, which might not be close to the hole. Yeah. Uh, you have to do a lot of work shot after shot after shot. So as I said, the best players in the world, the ones that are in tune with their game and playing the well uh, will be the ones that are working up the leaderboard, which is going to make it a great championship. Cool. Now, um, there are some qualifying spots on the Monday that we they should are. mention. Uh, yeah. The Marshes is hosting uh, uh, the event on the, mon the Monday qualifier. And yep. uh, there's what I think, I believe there's four four spots available on the Monday, right? Yeah, there's four available. Uh, currently, when I looked, I believe there were 27 players signed up. Um, okay. We'll see a few more players probably still signed up in the next few days. They're holding some spots. I wouldn't expect more than that. They'll take a maximum of 72 there. Um, there are specific categories. The LPJ is a little bit different uh, than most, uh, other tours, uh, PJ tour, for an example, would have a, a you know, pre-qualifier and, a, another qualifier and they're very open. Um, LPGA keeps a standard. So basically the amateurs that are playing have to be of a certain standard, uh, club professionals, uh, players that are, uh, out at, you know, in certain spots in the reshuffle, but are not in the, in the event, um, so, there, you know, some high quality players there. I saw Maria Stackhouse was in there, you know, a player that was from Stanford, some LPJ Tour regulars that are in there, uh, plus a number of club professionals. Uh, Casey Ward, who's from Picton, who now is the director of golf at Credit Valley, played at uh, Magna in 2019. She's in there. And then I also saw uh, Yeji Kwan, who just won the Canadian Junior Girls. At okay, the yeah. So she's got a little bit of an advantage, yep, a 16-year-old. Yep. Uh, Lucy Lee, who finished second to her, which all, who also played well in the Ontario Women's Amateur at Loyalist. 12-year-old. Uh, She's in there. Uh, Michelle Liu, who actually was the uh, a 12 year old when she played in 2019, was the youngest ever to play in the CP Women's Open. She's in that Monday qualifier as well. And uh, yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, I might be out there to pop and look. I'm a backup caddy right now for okay. the Monday qualifier, but uh, so I'm not expecting to carry that bag, but uh, uh, who knows? But uh, we'll pop out. We'll have some coverage from the marshes as well as those last four spots are decided. Uh, the full field otherwise is decided. People can go up to flagstick.com. They can see the full field. We'll have that posted up there uh, who's in the field, but uh, yeah, should be good to for players to fight for those last four spots. Nice. Okay. Um, now we're... Uh... We are going to have to take another quick little break. Uh, we obviously we expected we would have some long discussions about the CP Women's Open, given how important it is to the to the region and and uh, to the country, but to this region. Uh, so we're going to have to take another quick little break uh, uh, before we go. Uh, just to mention that the CP Women's uh, Leadership Summit is to kick off the tournament week on the Tuesday, right. uh, August the twenty third. Um, and uh, obviously this year's uh, CP Women's Open is to benefit the Chio Foundation along with the Perth and Smith Falls District Hospital Foundation. So just a couple of last little notes to throw in there. Um, make sure that you uh, you go and uh, get your tickets. Yeah, um, for sure. Plan more than to be there for more than one round. You'll I know you'll regret it if you only go for like a Thursday round and then you're going to wish that you'd gotten tickets for Sunday. Um, like get get tickets i encourage maybe even think about a weekend like getting them for the for the whole week yeah week uh, lots of great passes yeah great price so yeah yeah so I, I encourage you to do that and uh and hopefully we'll see you there <laughs> yeah you know what uh, hey we might we might tweet out a hey let's meet up at uh certain spots and we'd love yeah. to meet some of the uh the flagstick readers and listeners that'd be that would be fun cool all right um all right we're gonna get out for another quick little break 
and uh, here for our wonderful presenting sponsor, Srixon Golf Balls. And uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, hit the product watch segment and uh, shut down this week's show. So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. With Z-Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide. Only from Srixon. Okay, and welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast. A um, little longer segment there with the CP uh, Women's Open, but we did expect that that was going to happen. Uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, so this podcast will be a little longer, but who cares? Some good information. But we do have to get through all the things that we like to get through, and, and uh, our last segment uh, on this podcast is our Product Watch segment, uh, as it is every episode pretty much and uh, product watch is brought to you by greensmere golf and country club elevate your game at greensmere choose between two great 18 hole championship courses distinctively different definitely challenging visit greensmere.com for more information or to book your tea time um so product watch we kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit we had a couple <laughs> ideas for product watch we said no let's not do that one let's not do that one and then all of a sudden out of the blue yeah I'm looking at the at the framework for the show and 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 up pops the club car temple walk card yeah. and I'm like okay I literally <laughs> honest to god have have never seen this before okay all right but it just it's it's um it's by club car and yep. it is so cool yeah, and cool. and you've actually seen one of these in action I have. I and have. so I am going to I'm going to defer the microphone over to you <laughs> and let you explain what this is and and how it works because this thing is this thing is cool. Yeah. So uh, Club Car, obviously, if people are not familiar, uh, one of the biggest names in, in golf carts and golf cart products that you would see out there, the traditional power golf cart that you would see at a golf course. And I just happened to uh, be looking on Instagram, and this sort of popped up to remind me that I'd seen this before. Uh, I saw the assistant pro uh, Ben Graham out at Black Bear Ridge in Belleville, uh, walking with two of these down the fairway. Now I'm going to seek out more details, whether they have these there permanently, are they just testing them out, whatever the case is. But uh, I can remember seeing these at the 2019 uh, PJ Merchandise Show. This is when they first were kind of debuted. And, and basically what it is, is it's like a robot caddy is really what it amounts to. Now, a lot of people maybe you're familiar with some of the um, electronic carts and, and things that they, uh, you know, own already ready uh which are you know just powered push carts or whatever this one sort of takes it to another level and, and they call it an autonomous caddy and basically it walks behind you uh has a wireless controller the neat part about this one is that it's a flat base and your golf clubs fit into it and obviously we'll post a picture online here so that people can can have a look at it uh the cool part about it is that it's a three-wheel device and it has a number of other accessories and features. So not only is your bag there and it's nice and stable, it has an LCD touchscreen that has uh, GPS on it. It can be programmed for a number of different things if you want to program it for, um, you know, ordering food or things like that. But primarily it's there uh, to give you GPS, uh, you know, details as far as a golf course and, and things. Um, then also it has uh, kind of storage area containers, um, a cooler, a uh, cup holder, a built-in USB port. And they're small enough as well that they they fit in, uh, you can fit in four of these in the same space that it stores one card. So for people that like to walk, um, but maybe don't want to just, you know, kind of push their power cart, they want some independence, but they also want some extra features that they would find in a, in a, you know, a powered cart with the screen and USB and stuff like this, this gives them the option. And the battery lasts for about 36 hours or 36 holes, 36 hours, uh, 36 holes, uh, good for two rounds. Uh, very, uh, it's large wheels. If people are not are listening on the podcast and, and, and not watching this on YouTube, um, they're large wheels. They can go over terrain. It can handle a lot of different things. Obviously going down a path is easier. A fairway is much easier. You know, you don't want it falling, you, you know, down rocks or, or things like that, but uh, uh, just a cool innovation by club car, something you'll probably see in an era where more people were walking 
right? And we are sort of seeing more people walking now, you know, in the era where uh, a lot of people got used to walking uh, during maybe the COVID area where they weren't sharing carts as much. Um, so this is just a nice solution. And what's happening is that, you know, you won't see this people buying it. They're fairly expensive. What yeah. you see is clubs buying it and renting it out as your option. Um, you know, you want some help and some assistance, but you don't necessarily want to be riding in a cart because you want some exercise. Just just a neat device. And I know you're looking forward to maybe testing one out at some time. Oh, am I ever? <laughs> am I ever? Now, what I like about it, and uh, I'll say this, and I, I say this not to... Um, not to uh, point fingers or fun at anybody in particular, but this concept is way more practical of a club purchase and then rent mm. concept than than the skateboard right. and the bicycle yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, or the, sure. the motorcycle yeah, or whatever. Exactly it's like, this is just, yeah. it, this is everybody can do mm -hmm. this. Yeah. There's very little liability risk involved in, right. in this. Anything that's power, there's liability risk. But this is more along the lines of golf cart technology. Correct. Yes. Um, and not not right or um, user, yes. <laughs> user <laughs> enforced uh, um, d disasters that can occur. Yeah. So I love this concept. Love this idea. Uh, obviously, I mean, with the with the screen, it, it likely links into um, if a, if a course has club car carts with the GPS mm -hmm. uh, system, it's going to link into that system. So yep. it, it will work in conjunction with that. So I think this is a great idea. And yeah, I am looking forward to testing one out. So um, if you're a club owner, and you're a club car owner, mm -hmm. maybe you should look at sliding a few of these into your... Uh, you know, because I yeah, think this I, is something that people will gravitate to and would yeah. would rent like right. a cart, like a yeah. like a power cart, as yeah. opposed to the novelty of something like the skateboard or the motorcycles yeah. or whatever the heck. They I, I think you'll see clubs using it to supplement, <clears throat> excuse me, to supplement their cart fleet more than anything. Yeah. It just provides a different option. Some people want um, the cart because they like the social aspect of sitting in the cart with their friends or family or whatever mm -hmm. and playing. Um, but this is just an alternative option, but again, has a lot of the storage and a lot of those features that they were be getting now out of higher end, you know, carts, uh, but just, you know, walking aspect of it. So uh, I'll dig into it and see, uh, who, yeah, a little follow-up around the region, a little follow-up and uh see how that's going about in fact if they do have them out at black bear ridge i definitely want to jump out there and uh, bill kerr if you're listening to this uh, i may be haunting your doorstep soon to uh <laughs> to try it out and hey i've got to pop out there soon anyways and see some of the uh the plans and some of the renovations and some of the things they're doing out there anyways. well the possible bonus to black bear ridge having them and you having to go there to test it out is that you might get to play the golf course too so that, that kind of sucks doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure so <laughs> not sure at all i'm sure everybody's crying for me yeah so. exactly exactly okay awesome yeah, uh, you know, great, great way to finish the show. Um, you know, what a a really good, uh, a really good uh, content show this week with the CP Women's Open stuff. A lot of good stuff in the front nine this week, um, and closing it off with this really unique uh, golf cart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's what the show is all about. We find stuff. We find the stuff that you don't know about, and we tell you about it. And that's uh, that's why we're here. That's why we exist. So, um, awesome. All right, Scott. Well, we're going to get out. Uh, it's yep. been a long show, but a good show. And uh, we got some production to work on. So, mm. um, and lots of stuff to get ready for for next week. It's going to yeah. be a busy one, a very yeah, busy sure. one. All right. Thank you uh, to all our sponsors uh, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, Kevin Heem Golf School, and of course, our presenting sponsor this week, Strixon Golf Balls. Whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the uh, Z-Star Series, a quality budget option in the um, soft feel, or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour, Strixon is bound to present an option that will work for your game. As I have told you before, it does work for mine. So visit Strixon.ca for more information. Um, glad you're enjoying listening to and watching this podcast. We're glad to have you with us every week. Be sure to follow us across social media network on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, and of course the Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. No contest, but that doesn't mean that there won't be. So you still want to be a subscriber. So subscribe yeah, to the YouTube channel. Like this. Click the notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode. Get yourself over to flagstick.com. That's where we got the good stuff. That's where we got the good stuff every single day. So get over there and check out flagstick.com. You won't be disappointed. I guarantee you that. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.